Good evening. I am so glad that you are here with us tonight as we celebrate Good Friday. Um, as I, we've talked about reading through the book of Luke, um, tonight we are going to continue on that um, together. Uh, we are going to sing some songs together, and we are going to read the words. We're going to read through Luke 22 and 23. Um, we just uh, invite you to worship with us. Um, and even, it's going to be a shorter service, but I continue on with your families um, tonight as we read through this passage just to meditate on it. Um, as I've encouraged you, read through some of the other passages. Um, the book of John is a wonderful, wonderful, as we read the high priestly prayer, what a great time to focus on the death of Christ and what that means for us. So I'm going to pray, and then we will sing together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Holy Father, we thank you that you sent your son to die on the cross so that we can be reconciled to you, be made right, that we can be bought, purchased by the blood of the lamb. Thank you for this perfect sacrifice. Thank you for Christ, the Messiah, setting his face like a flint, purposing to go through this on our behalf. For our good, our joy, and the glory of God, we thank you as we worship together tonight. In your son's precious name we pray, amen. Tempted and dry, 
Join me in reading Luke 22, Luke chapter 22. Now the feast of the unleavened bread drew near, which is called Passover. And the chief priests and the scribes were seeking how to put him to death, for they feared the people. Then Satan entered into Judas, called Iscariot, who was of the number of twelve. He went away and conferred with the chief priests and the officers how he might betray him to them. And they were glad and agreed to give him money. So he consented and sought an opportunity to betray him to them in the absence of a crowd. Then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. So Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us, that we may eat it. And they said to him, Where will you have us prepare it? He said to them, Behold, when you have entered the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him into the house that he enters. And tell the master of the house, the teacher says to you, Where is the guest room? where we may eat the Passover with my disciples. And he will show you a large upper room furnished, prepare it there. And they went and found it, just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. And when the hour came, he reclined at the table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until the fulfillment of the kingdom of God. And he took the cup. When he had given thanks, he said, Take this, divide it amongst yourselves. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, the cup, after they had eaten, saying, This cup is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But behold, the hand of him who betrays me is on the table. For the Son of Man goes as it has been determined, but woe to the man by whom it is betrayed. And they began to question one another which of them it could be who was going to do this. A dispute also arose among them as to which of them was regarded as the greatest. And he said to them, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them. Those in authority over them are called benefactors, but not so with you. Rather, let the greatest among you become as the youngest and the leader as one who serves. For who is the greater, the one who reclines at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who reclines at the table? But I am among you as the one who serves. You are those who have stayed with me in my trials. And I assign to you, as my Father assigned to me, a kingdom, that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you, that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail, and when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Peter said to him, Lord, I'm ready to go with you both to prison and to death. Jesus said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster will not crow this day until you have denied me three times that you know me. And he said to them, when I sent you out with no money bags or knapsacks or sandals, did you lack anything? They said nothing. 
He said to them, but now let the one who has money bag take it and likewise a knapsack. And let the one who has no sword sell his cloak and buy one. For I tell you, this scripture must be fulfilled in me. And he was numbered with the transgressors. For what is written about me has its fulfillment. And they said, look, Lord, here are two swords. And he said to them, it is enough. And he came out and went as he was, as was his custom to the Mount of Olives and the disciples followed him. And when he came to the place that he said to them, pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed saying, father, if you are willing to remove this cup from me, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And there appeared to him an angel from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood, falling down to the ground. And when he rose from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping for sorrow. He said to them, why are you sleeping? Rise and pray that you may not enter temptation. While he was still speaking, there came a crowd, and the men called Judas One of the twelve was leading them. He drew near to Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, would you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? And when those who were around him saw what would follow, they said, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus said, no more of this. And he touched the ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the high priest, officers of the temple and the elders who had come out against them. Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs? When I was with you day after day in the temple, you did not lay hands on me. But this is your hour and the power of darkness. Then they seized him and led him away, bringing him to the high priest's home. And Peter was following at a distance. And when they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat down among them. Then a servant girl, seeing, seeing him as he sat with the light, and looking closely at him, this man was also with him, but denied it, saying, Woman, I do not know him. And a little later, someone else saw him and said, You are also one of them. But Peter said, Man, I am not. And after an interval of about an hour, still another insisted, saying, Certainly this man was also with him, for he too is a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you are talking about. And immediately, while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And Peter remembered the saying of the Lord, and how he had said to him, Before the rooster crows today, you'll deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. Now the men who were holding Jesus in custody were mocking him as they beat him. They also blindfolded him and kept asking him, Prophesy, who is it that struck you? And they said many other things against him, blaspheming him. When day came, the assembly of the elders of the people gathered together, both the chief priests and the scribes, and they led him away to their council. And they said, If you are the Christ, tell us. But he said to them, If I tell you, you will not believe. And if I ask, you will not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man shall be seated at the right hand of the power of God. So they all said, 
are you the son of God then? And he said to them, you say that I am. Then they said, what further testimony do we need? We have heard it ourselves from his own lips. They wept, the morning sun was dead, the savior of the world was fallen, his body on the cross, his blood poured out for us, the weight of every curse upon company of them arose and brought him before Pilate and they began to accuse him saying we found this man misleading our nation and forbidding us to give tribute to Caesar and saying that he himself is Christ a king and Pilate asked him are you the king of the Jews and he answered him you have said so and then Pilate said to the chief priests and crowds, I find no guilt in this man. But they were urgent, saying, he stirs up the people, teaching throughout all Judea, from Galilee even to this place. When Pilate heard this, he asked whether the man was a Galilean. And when he learned that he belonged to Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him over to Herod, who himself was in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was very glad, for he had long desired to see him, because he had heard about him, and he was hoping to see some sign done by him. So he questioned him at some length, but he made no answer. The chief priests and the scribes stood by, vehemently accusing him, and Herod with his soldiers treated him with contempt and mocked him. Then arraying him in splendid clothing, he sent him back to Pilate. And Herod and Pilate became friends with each other on that very day, for before they had been at enmity with each other. Pilate then called together the chief priests, the rulers, and the people, and he said to them, You brought me this man as one who was misleading the people, and after examining him before you, behold, I do not find this man guilty of any of your charges against him. Neither did Herod, for he sent him back to us. Look, nothing deserving death has been done by him. I will therefore punish and release him. But they cried all out together, away with this man and released to us Barabbas, a man who had been thrown into prison for an insurrection, started in the city, and for murder. Pilate addressed them once more, desiring to release Jesus. But they kept shouting, crucify, crucify him. A third time he said to them, why? What evil has he done? I will therefore punish and release him. 
but they were urgent, demanding with loud cries that he should be crucified. And their voices prevailed. So Pilate decided that their demand should be granted and released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder for whom they had asked, but he delivered Jesus over to their will. And they led him away. As they led him away, they seized one Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country, and laid on him the cross to carry behind Jesus. And there followed him a great multitude of the people and of women who were mourning and lamenting for him. But turning to them, Jesus said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. Behold, the days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, to the hills, cover us. For if they do these things when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place called the skull, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on his right, one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments. And the people stood by watching. But the ruler scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine, saying, If you're the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him. This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals were hanged, railed at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. <clears throat> but the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, that you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, Truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour, while the sun's light failed. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two, Jesus calling out with a loud voice said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. Now when the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God, saying, Certainly this man was innocent. And all the crowds that had assembled for the spectacle when they saw what had taken place, turn home, beating their breasts. 
and all his acquaintances and the women who had followed him from Galilee stood at a distance watching these things. Now, there was a man named Joseph from the Jewish town of Arimathea. He was a member of the council, a good and righteous man who had not consented to their decision and action, and he was looking for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. They took it down, wrapped it in a linen shroud, and laid him in a tomb cut in stone where no one had ever yet been laid. It was the day of preparation, and the Sabbath was beginning. The women who had come with him from Galilee and followed and saw the tomb and how his body was laid, then they returned and prepared spices and ointments on the Sabbath, they rested according to the commandment. One final breath he gave as heaven looked away. The Son of God was laid in darkness. A battle in the grave, the war on death power of hell forever broken this is a passage from Romans 5 verse 6 for while we are still weak at the right time Christ died for the ungodly for one will scarcely die for a righteous person though perhaps for a good person one would dare to die But God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we are reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation.
Cause what if your blessings come through raindrops? What if your healing comes through tears? What if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know you're near? And what if trials of this life are your mercies in disguise? joining us tonight as we spend some time in God's Word. I would encourage you to continue on um, with your families. Spend some time in the Word, praying, even tonight, tomorrow, Saturday, as we anticipate, because we know this is the sad, sad time. 
the perfect man, falsely accused, beaten, mocked, put on the cross, crucified, and died, buried. But we know we have a great hope, this blessed hope. This is a wonderful, wonderful weekend for us as believers as we celebrate not just the death, conquering sin, but his resurrection. As we look forward to Easter morning and that story. I'm going to pray and just thank you again for spending some time with us tonight as the body of Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, again, we worship you. We praise you because you know all things. You are sovereign. You are the king. Father, we're sinners. We are the ungodly. We were born into sin. We rejected you. But Father, you made a way for us to be reconciled to you, to be made right with you. You've given us this offering of peace, sending your son to die as a sacrificial lamb to die on a cross on our behalf. If we only believe in you, Father, we trust you, we love you, and we praise you. Thank you for the body of Christ here at his place. Father, what a gift they are to me, to one another. Help them even this weekend. Give them peace. Give them your comfort, your hope. As we saturate, as we meditate on these truths of your son dying on the cross and raising from the dead. Thank you that you are a good God and you've given us every good gift. And it's in your son's precious name we pray. Amen.